What's up and welcome to the Invincibly Broken Podcast, a weekly talk show hosted by your boys, Orlando and Julian, talking about today's society, their family lives, and anything they damn well please. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. So, Julian, you know I consider you a good friend, right? I hope so. Well, I mean, at this point, I'm I'm been pouring my emotional guts out to you for the last ninety days. It's cheaper than therapy. Absolutely, way cheaper than the therapy. I hope you're not recording any billable hours. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not even covering your deductible. Don't worry about it. I tell you this because you know, I as I've gotten older and become wiser over the years, I reflect a lot on my journey through adulthood and the people who have come and gone, right? And, you know, we've been friends for a long time and I consider you one of my best friends. For me to use the term my good friend or even my best friend, I don't take that lightly because I feel like that particular circle is really small now for me. Do you feel the same way? When it comes to Um, describing your friendships with people? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, I have, I have friends and, you know, I still have a lot of friends from like high school that I still keep in contact with. Don't get me wrong. And and I do consider them friends. They're great friends, but the people that I will consider my best friends, that is a very small group. Why why do you think it's so small now, right? Because I mean, if you go back and let's let's turn back the hand of time and you go back to like your early 20s, not even like actually let's go back to your early teens through your early 20s. You know, everybody was your friend, right? Like, oh, that's my boy. This is my boy. I'm going to go hang out with my boys. Me and my boys, we do this. You know what I mean? Like, why? What? 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 Do you, what to you has changed in that transition from then to now? A lot of it has to do with uh, that level of trust. And it's not that I don't trust any of my friends. I, I trust them. But that very small group that I consider my best friends, one, uh, either I've trusted them with my family, now being an adult, mm-hmm. you know, being married, having kids and stuff like that. You know, the people that I, I truly believe that I trust are people that i can say you know hey um you know the wife and i we want to have a a a, you know a date night can you watch Mm -hmm. you know the kid and they're like yeah cool and i don't have and i have absolutely no uh worries while i'm out because i'm very picky i'm very protective of my especially my 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 daughters yeah yeah absolutely you know i don't want them just staying with anybody so I'm very, I'm very picky. I'm very selective of the people that I trust. Now, it's not that other friends have not met them and I don't feel, but there's just, I don't know, man. It's just that, that, 
that vibe that I get that I'm like, I can trust this person. Um, that's one. And then two, through, you know, through life, it's, it's just people that, it's people that I know will have my back, period. Mm-hmm. But it's different now, right? You're not, because you using the term, I know what you're talking about, because you're saying people who have my back, a lot of people will take that as in a fight. Right. Like if, if something were to happen and you got into an altercation with somebody and you're out with your friends or whatever, you want to be able to trust the guy behind you. But I don't think you're trying to make that big kind of like maybe back back then that was definitely a criteria that you had to meet to roll with you or us really or me for anybody. Right. But 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 it's not what you mean now. Well. I'm sure there's a it's a it's a slice okay, of the pie, okay, it's, it's, but it's not it's, the whole cake. It's a starting point. <laughs> yeah, it's starting a starting point. point. Yeah. You know, um, to me, it's one of those that, um, you know, like that 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 saying says, "Friends help you move, best friends help you move bodies." Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of yeah. where we're at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know. Yeah, no, and, and yeah, in a fight, and, and and I'll go as primordial and as basic as you know natural as possible yeah in a fight because there's only uh several people that i've actually ever been in 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 a physical education that i know that should should go down i know that you know they're not just gonna walk the other way and and run yeah you know what i'm saying and and some of those people are friends like common you know friends that we have in common um because we all grew up in that in that industry so we know but even within that group that group is very small because even from the ones that i know that they could you know have my back in a fight even from those there's there's some of those creeps that i would never even have in the same room than my daughter Mm, i wouldn't even i wouldn't even i wouldn't even zip code yeah (laughs) but um but yeah but but to elaborate a little bit more on on having your back, right? Like the way I see it is, you know, when we were young men going into going into going into manhood, our priorities were a little different. We, you know, we oh. were more into what maybe what we look like, you know, meeting meeting girls, you know, hanging out with the boys, you know, making sure that your boys had your back while you were out, or maybe. Your boys, you know, if 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 you went out to a party, your boys made sure they brought cute girls with them, or they or or if their girlfriend had a friend, they'd hook you up, or you know, they try to talk you up, things to that nature, right? Like like they were they were there for you for the good time or to talk you up or whatever, whatever the case may be. They had your back. And as you trek through boyhood into manhood, obviously those things have a tendency to change a little bit, right? You know. You know, and and it, and it kind of changes later on, right? Probably like closer to your later twenties, where you start realizing that some of your friends aren't really your friends, or or some of them are really cool, but they need to get their shit together. Or maybe you're starting into your career, and you know that you can't party till three o'clock in the morning, or whatever the case may be. And as you grow up, and you know. You get married, you have kids. And even before that, because like as you mature, there's just certain things that you don't want to do. Like you don't want to sit in front of a couch and play video games all day. Or maybe you're 
not wanting to go to nightclubs anymore because you're just over it. You've done that or house parties or whatever. You start to chill a little bit and you want more out of relationships and you, you want deeper conversation and you want to talk about things that you're struggling with because now you're adulting every day, right? You have to grown up and you're, and you're doing things that are different. Like, you know, you're having a really hard time at work or, you know, maybe your relationship with, uh, with your significant other isn't working right. And you want someone to talk to, but you can't talk to, you can't talk to the significant other, or maybe you're embarrassed to talk to your family. You want to go to your friends for these conversations. So there's definitely a shift in what I got your back means. Definitely a shift. Uh, and, and I guess it comes with experience. It comes with maturity. And, and just like you said, interests are, are different as we progress in life. And then what I mean, and, and I guess it's one of those things that, <clears throat> so in our 20s, hanging out with the boys, is, it's, it's guy stuff, it's man stuff. And, you know, one little show of emotion and, you know, it, that you, you, you have just become the butt of the joke for the rest of the activity, Absolutely. you know, uh, you get called eh, fucking faggot and mm-hmm. things like that, you know, and things like that. And, and then you're just supposed to just kind of like suppress all that man up and like, oh man, you know, I was just kidding and, you know, move on, blah, 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 high five and kick each other the balls later. Um, but as we've progressed, so when I, when I mean that somebody has become a, a true friend to me is a real friend is somebody that um, you know, throughout these bouts that I've had with mm-hmm. depression, life is not necessarily going my way or, or whatnot that I can actually call this person and actually, hell, if it's that bad, have a cry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. a dude, I mean, I'm a guy, but I'm still a person. You know, sometimes I need to have that emotional release and I just need somebody who is, um, one, depending on the situation, maybe just, I need that support from somebody that's outside of my home relationship, like my wife or whatever, because my wife for, for better, for worse, she's always going to support me. She's always going to say things that are supportive to me, even though she could be a little bit of a "Mm," sometimes and (laughs) and tell me this stuff, how she sees it. And maybe at that moment, I just don't want to hear that. And maybe I just want to hear from somebody outside of my, of my home. Um, and, and there's somebody that I can just call at any time. I mean, obviously I'm going to be mindful because you know, all these friends that I have within that, that, that fall within this criteria, they have families too. So, but that's, that's, what's become more important yeah. to me as far as in a friendship that I can call this person, we can have a conversation. And not only that, I mean, it's very typical with guys who have these sort of very close relationships that are like best friends that we can go years oh, yeah. without talking Absolutely. to each other for whatever reason. And then we just, pick up right where yeah, we and left. That, and that's a, and that's a, that's a very strong characteristic of, a, of, of having a good friend, right? It, friends are very important. It's funny. Cause like as generationally, right? Like the older generation was like, you need less friends or friends aren't that important or whatever the case may be. I've always felt like that's what my uncles and parents told me as when I was younger. But you know, I have a tendency to disagree with that now because I have a lot of friends that, that I consider my brother or my sister that I've grown really close to and I've learned a lot from them and they've been, they've been there for me and have supported me through some pretty, some pretty good and bad times in my life, you know, and it's, it's important to surround yourself with positivity. And, I, and the reason why 
I kind of wanted to talk about friendship is because we talk about this, right? We've talked about it quite a bit, actually, after going back and listening to some of our older podcasts and I, I listen and, and that was, that seems to be a, a reoccurring theme in every episode around surrounding yourself with, with positive people, with a good support system, pick and choose your friends wisely. It, it really got me thinking that we need to elaborate on this just, just a tad bit, right? Like, what do we mean when we talk about friendships and, and, and your fr- and the people that you keep within your circle. And we do talk a lot about, you know, our friendship that's, you know, going on almost 20 mm-hmm. years and, and the evolution of our, of Absolutely. our friendship. Cause, um, I keep thinking back now, um, from that group of friends from mm-hmm. that, well, except Lou. Cause he hasn't but, grown at all. No, he has no, the no, body of I mean, eight year old kids. Nah, but, but he had kids when he was like two. <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, from that group of friends, you know, I, I, besides Lou, uh, but the ones that we were like really, really super tight, I was like the first one to have a kid. This is true. That I can remember. Um, and then now as, as time has passed, that group has gotten smaller because I, we've all moved on from that party life, from that nightlife. And you, we've, we've become families, we've become fathers, we've become parents, we've become husbands and all that stuff. So the priorities have shifted and, and we have shifted in those priorities together. And you made an excellent statement. And I don't really know if it was your genius brain at work, but I picked it up because I am a good friend of yours because I'm vibing with you. You use the word evolution. Our friendship has evolved. Your best friends and your good friends and that circle of friends that you have with you should evolve and grow with you, right? And don't get me wrong. I have some, I have one of my closest friends still has not grown up at all. He's as, he's as childish as immature as the first time I met him when I was 15 years old, but he's still a good friend of mine. And, and though he still lives a very bachelor type life, he has grown a lot as an individual. So you're still going to have those type of friends. So I'm not excluding them whatsoever. Guys have a hard time discussing relationships, right? Not just relationships with women or any type of um, intimate relationship whatsoever, right? I mean, when it comes to relationships, guys are like, "Uh, yeah, I banged her. Uh, Did you see the tits on that one? I've been dating her for like three weeks. Those are the type of things. That's how guys talk about their relationships, right? They give a shrug of the shoulder and they'll be like, yeah, we talk. And then we, uh, you know, we do that thing or whatever, or whatever the case may be. Guys have a hard time talking about relationships, period, right? They, it's hard for them, us to talk about relationships with the opposite sex. It's even harder for us to talk about relationships with the same sex. We have a difficult time other than saying, yeah, you're my boy, then getting into the weeds or getting emotional or, or talking about things. Because if it was easy and we were having those conversations, we wouldn't have this podcast, right? We, you know, we wouldn't be talking about mental health and we wouldn't be talking about toxic masculinity or making change in your life and things like that, because guys have a hard time talking about this. And even some of my closest friends that are my boys, present company excluded, well, included actually, because you and I have, before this podcast, we've had tough conversations that 
it was awkward to have, but we had them, right? And it, it's it's difficult. It's is is I don't know why 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 do you think that is? Why do you think it's difficult for men to 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 have these issues with talking about relationship their relationship with their friends? I, I have no idea because it, it's not even so much really. It, it's anything that has some sort of an emotional kick on mm-hmm. it because now what I've also noticed is that just men in general, they, they have no, we don't have a problem expressing that somebody is like my mm-hmm. best friend or something above them, but you'll be like, nah, dude, you're family. And that is about as, as yeah, high as it goes. And we're like, oh man, I'm like family. And, and it's yeah. true. Now it's, it's affectionate in, in its very dry, very cold way. But it's not saying like, yo, bro, you're like my best friend, man. Um, you know, I feel like I could talk to you about anything. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm just, you, just, you see what I'm saying? It's just looking another guy in the eye and being like, yo, I appreciate you. You're my friend and I love you. It's, it's hard. It's difficult for people to say that. It's hard because the other person, because we imply that that maybe, just maybe, you want to suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we, that, and that's how we always push that. That's, that's it's true. how guys it's are. True. Because like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even now, like, even for myself, like personally, like, I don't have, I don't know if I've ever told my friends that I love them. Be like, yo, you know, I love you, right? Like stuff like that. Like I could probably think of maybe three that have had that conversation. And it was some deep shit. That was a deep conversation that we were having. You know what I'm saying? Like we were getting into it and, and stuff like that. And most of them happened when I was ill, when I, when I was diagnosed with cancer, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, it, it, it got to that point, you know, like, like they didn't know what to say and stuff like that. And uh, the conversation got really emotional because they couldn't handle it and stuff like that. But you know, it, w- it, it, it took, it took almost a tragedy to get them comfortable with their emotions to have a conversation with. And, and that's the problem because I was about to ask, was there alcohol involved? Because sometimes those yeah, conversations I don't count happen, that shit though. I don't alcohol. count that, that the, the, I love you guy. You talk about that guy. Like, no, nah, man, you know, you know, <laughs> man, you know, I love you, man. <laughs> nah, bro, 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 for real. No, nah, you, you know, you're my boy. Son, you my boy. Come here, give, give me a, a hug. hug. And you're like, nah, son, just get no, nah, bro. Chill. Let's get in the car. Let's take yo. Nah, bro. But let me tell you why I love you. <laughs> let me count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is. So oh. I was gonna, that was that was that was going to be the question that I was going to ask. But you brought up a wonderful point. Not a wonderful point because it was a tragic it's a situation. Good point. It's but, a wonderful you know, point. It's, it's a good point. But mm-hmm. it's a good point because you know, like you're like almost thinking, oh my god, I'm never going to see this person again. You know, I don't want to die and then come back <laughs> as a ghost because I have unfinished business because I couldn't tell one of my best friends, hey, bro, I love you, man. I appreciate yeah. you. And now you're going to have to get all this out. And not everybody's kind of like, I love you too, man. You know, it, it, it has to go to extremes for us to finally get that emotional, just, you know, just break that Dude, emotional seal. And it's then just, it's just crazy, man. Like, it, it, it's, it's insane to me that having a conversation with somebody, about that is difficult, right? Like, think about the physicality that that dudes take with each other when they when they see each other, right? You give them the you give them the dap, you bring them in for the the bro hug, you clap like two three times. Any longer than that, 
bro. You're, 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 you're crossing into uncharted territory. But it's acceptable if it's been years since you've seen each other, right? You give them the dap. You go in for the hug. You hold each other for a long time. And you don't say shit, though. You don't say, oh, bro, I missed you. Because then right there, it's start at zero. It gets uncomfortable right away. And it's, it's hilarious because guys have problems with words like that, bro. I miss you. I love you. Um, you know, uh, uh, you're my, you know, I need you in my life. Things like that. Because they associate those terms with um, intimacy with a partner. Right, like a maybe, like like a like a like your wife. Girlfriend. We know where you're going. You we know what I'm saying? Where you're going <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's true though. <laughs> you're trying to stay. Yeah, PC. I'm trying to be real PC. But um, but you know, they 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 automatically assume, or that it goes into that that conversation, and I and I find that really weird. Like I know that me personally, and I don't know if it's because I am comfortable with myself. I'm comfortable with my sexuality. You know, I'm I I am confident that. You know, I've always been able to express myself probably more than the average guy. I wouldn't say that it's, it was, it's, um, I'm at a, like a Dr. Ruth level. What if that, I don't even know. Is that, is she, is that the sex therapist, the little midget lady? Yes. So little person lady. So I don't know if I'm. Then it goes on TV. It goes penis penis in the mouth. (laughs) Just say it with me. Penis in the mouth. So I don't know if I'm at that level, but you know, I've always had, I mean, as I gotten older, I hope you're not penis in the bottom <laughs> level, <laughs> but uh, I mean, but it's okay. I will still yeah, love you. Yeah, I'll anyway, you all you want. Uh, uh, anyway, so you know, I'm not necessarily. I think at that level because you know, I, I, and I've admitted this a bunch of times. I have my own insecurities and and stuff like that and shortcomings. No pun intended. But uh, you know, I have no problem expressing to my to my close friends that I care about them now. And especially when you like for myself that I, I've had a taste of reality that brought made made me realize how mortal I am, and I want people to know how much I appreciate them, especially those who are close in the circles that I that I walk in, right? And you know, I have no problem looking at like, bro. You know, you're my boy. I love you. You know, if you ever need anything, you let me know. Or having those deep conversations with them about my feelings, you know, when I was going through, through, um, through cancer and and stuff like that. But I never had a conversation with any other person about my mental health, about when I was going through depression. The only person, the only three people who knew about that were at the time that it was going on was my wife, my brother, and my mom. We're the only three, but you want to talk about an awkward conversation with my brother? That was super awkward. So, you know, I find humor in it, but I think it's, I think it's a a serious thing to talk about, right? Like, why do we have such a hard time, like expressing ourselves to our guy friends? Honestly, I, I I really don't know. And again, I mean, you know, uh, it's a generational thing, I think. I I honestly believe, and I know I I talk smack and I talk shit about these current generations, the millennial mm-hmm. generation Z, whatever the f- fuck the the label is. But I think they they become a little bit more open emotionally Absolutely. as far as being able I to. Agree, so I, 100%. I think 
I think in this in this case, I think we are heading in the right direction because I think a lot of the issues with you know toxic masculinity and all of that um, stems from guys not expressing themselves. Yes. But um, or uh, one of the things like or they not I, I, or they or, express or, themselves in violent manners, the wrong right, like right. through no, violence I, it, or like you know pushing and shoving and up, playing with your hands and know, stuff like it, that. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Yes. So I do, uh, I do think that at least in, in that sense, emotionally, it, it's going in the right direction. Now, one of the things about me, like with my, my closest friends, like, you know, I, I keep saying it, man, I'm 40. I, I really don't care. I'll, I'll tell you that I love you to, to your face. And actually, as a matter of fact, if I know you get creeped out, I'll give you the hug, but I'll hold you for like two more seconds <laughs> more and then I'll whisper in your ear, I think about you all the time just to bring up the awkwardness because I think it's funny, but I, that's that's how I get a couple that's of hilarious. laughs just to watch your skin crawl. But, you know, uh, I, I don't know how it is. I, I don't know what it is about that. Um, I don't know, man. I guess it just comes with age, with maturity, with like life experience, you know, um, brushes with mortality. I mean, there's a, there's just a lot of things, you know, I, I, you know, with me, I, I mean, obviously I didn't get to the level that you were at, but you know, I've had my little brush. Mine was taken care of before it became an issue. So, um, you know, thank God for that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's those things that, you know, you start appreciating more about other people. You know, I have another really good friend, um, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, you know, down in Winter Park. And uh, he's the type of person that I know that if I need somebody to disappear, I give yeah. him a call at three o'clock in yeah. the morning. But I mean, but then I also have a lot of friends that are great, good friends, just like you said, that are just toxic bags of shit and i still have no idea why i keep them around <laughs> to this day but i do <laughs> but those are definitely the people that i wouldn't trust it's, near my wife near my daughters near my dogs it's, it's gotta be i think it i think with friends like that because i i mean i think we all have them right i think it's a sense of loyalty right like you've been friends with them for decades now and but they never really did anything wrong or disrespected you in any type of way you as their friend and you know them maybe you're a little more emotionally intelligent than they are or or more mature so now you know what they're capable of so that's why you keep them at a, a distance not only for them but more for yourself because you know the type of person you become when you hang out with those with those friends and it's not even that. It's those friends that you know you have a friend like that when you're going to go out and you know, you're going to have a gathering and you have to explain to people about this person before this person arrives. Yeah, exactly. That's when you know exactly. you have, That's when you know that's that guy. Yeah, it's, it, we all have them. I, I mean, they all deserve a place in your heart for sure. But, you know, but, you know like you said, like, there's just some that you would never keep around your family. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I keep around your family, just, I guess for a long extended time without, without supervision, supervision, you know, like just, they make poor decisions all the time. <laughs> but, um, so let me ask you this, Julian, what do you think, what does a good friend look like to you? Like, what are some of the things that we, that you think portrays a good friend that we can tell some of our listeners so that they have something tangible to sink their teeth into and, and think about. So I think it's going to vary from person to person, but like for me, 
I like somebody who will listen, you know, if, if I have. But if I'm like rambling on and it's something like maybe trivial or maybe kind of like I'm being petty about something that can turn around and be like, hey, fucker, listen, you know, then call me out on it. And or, or, or even if it's a situation where maybe emotionally and in my mind, I think I'm right. But academically and intellectually, anybody else outside looking in, no, I'm fucking dead wrong, can tell me you're dead wrong, dude. And I don't need somebody to pander to me. I need somebody to be real. And with why do you me. think that's important? Like, I, I think that's something that everybody, that's a very good point. It's very important that you have somebody that keeps you grounded, right? Like, make sure that you're not getting too full of yourself, right? Kind of, kind of puts you in, in your place or has no problem telling you that you're wrong instead of always being like, yeah, man, like, like, like false encouragement. Yeah. No. And it's like, um, you know, just listeners, it's info at invinciblybroken.com when the hate mail comes from what I'm about <laughs> to say, but you know, it goes with a lot of like with, with like the younger females that you know i just broke up with my boyfriend and then her best friend is like he's a piece of shit you're awesome he couldn't handle it you know it's it's because you're you're the greatest i'm like that's a shitty friend it is a shitty friend because because maybe she's just a twat waffle and she's afraid <laughs> to tell her that hey you're just kind of cunty you know and <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Is it's not keeping her all she's doing is inflating the ego, which is good to have. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I want a friend to encourage me, but I don't want a friend to like lie to me and and make me think that, you know, everything is somebody else's fault and not tell me, nah, you're kind of being an asshole. That's the friend that I want. I think a good quality that you can find in a friend is a friend that puts the friendship as a priority makes your friendship as a priority and and hear me out here because right away people kind of i think will go into that stage five clinger like we got to talk every day we have to oh my god we have to um touch base like you got to like all my social media posts you got to listen to my podcast uh, if you're my best friend you should totally listen to my podcast but um you brought up earlier when we were talking about friendship that you can go years without talking to one of your best friends. And then when you talk to them again or you see them again, you pick up right where you left off, right? And I think that is a, a, a symbol that the friendship is a priority because you, though time has elapsed in you physically seeing each other or talking to each other, you're still in the forefront of your friend's mind, right? You think about them, reminisce to yourself maybe about that, those times and those friendships and stuff like that. So I think it's important. I think it, and I think that's something that's very different between um, men and women. And I could be wrong. I mean, and, and if, if, if you're a female and you think that I am wrong, let me know. Um, but, you know, women, I think, have a tendency that if they haven't talked to their friend in a long time, well, that bitch is cut off. I don't need her. I don't need that hoe in my life no more. You know what I mean? Like that. Where guys are like, meh, maybe he's busy. Could have had a new girlfriend. Maybe got a new job. Old boy's probably pressure washing the driveway this weekend. You know what I mean? Like if my phone doesn't ring or I don't hear from my friend in a long time, to me, it's like, well, he's got something to do. Like I, I don't automatically be like, well, this, this asshole 
must have a new girlfriend. Well, this is the last time I'm going to do anything for him because he doesn't call me no more. And it's actually funny. And I'm going to, I'm going to, um, continue with asking you this question. Mm -hmm. So, um, so up until we started the, this podcast, I mean, it, it had been a while since we actually like talk, yeah, yeah. talk the prior to this was when I went through mm -hmm. my little thing and you were the first person that I called. Um, so let me ask you a question. So once you told like, for example, Christina mm -hmm. that, Hey, you know, this is Julian. He, you know, I know him for a long time, blah, blah, blah. We just had a quick conversation. Did she just start asking you, okay, is he married? Does he have kids? What has he been up to? What is his career and all this stuff? And you were like, yep. fucking, I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So that is one of the biggest, and I think it is very, pro not profound, but I think it's a, a very universal difference between like male, male friendships and female Absolutely. friendships. Because especially if it's been those years and like I told Orlando, she's like, so what, what's he, you know, what's he doing? I'm like, well, he's working. Oh, well, what's his, fa his family? He's married. And she's like, why didn't you ask any details? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, because this is that's not like, my business. That's like every time I, I talk to a friend and I find out they're getting a divorce, my wife's like, oh my God, why? I don't know. Well, you didn't ask? No, the guy just opened up to me and told me he's getting a divorce. Why the hell would I ask for details? Oh, you're the worst. You don't know nothing. Well, did he Mom. cheat? On, did he cheat on her? Did she cheat on him? And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't ask. So, what did it sound like? What do you mean? What did it sound like? I don't know what it sounded like. I don't, what is what is the sound of divorce when you talk to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> and then my wife's the same way. She'll be like, and, and she's like, you're not, you're not a good friend because you didn't ask, you know, all mm -hmm. these questions. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not nosy. And, and first of all, guys don't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. shit like that. And there goes the problem yeah. right there. <laughs> And it's true. You're right. Maybe we should dig a little deeper when, when, uh, you're absolutely right. We should dig a little deeper when, when things like that. Cause I know like, honestly, like if, if you were here right now and, and you're like, Hey, listen, man, you know, it's not working out with, uh, with me and my, my wife. And I'd be like, uh, damn, I'm sorry. You want, you want a beer? Like <laughs> that would probably be the extent of my therapeutic, uh, <laughs> conversation or statement you know i'd be like all right let's do a beer all right cool let's go let's go talk about something else but uh but anyway so what else what anything else that you think is is important for you to have a uh, 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 uh what to look for like when you're looking through your rolodex of of friends and what makes them stand out as your best friend um wow Rolodex of best Rolodex. friends. I, I don't have very high criteria, uh, to be quite honest. Gee, thanks, um, Julian. At, at this point. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to get somebody who's, you know, I'm trying to surround myself with people that are like mm -hmm. me. In the sense that I'm not talking about successful, they have all this money and they're just, you know, snooty cunts or anything like that. But I'm just saying somebody who's, you know, that, you know, possibly we have like goals in life or maybe somebody like I'm not afraid to, uh, I'm not ashamed to say maybe somebody I'm like, man, you know, he's going somewhere very similar to where I like to go. Mm -hmm. Let me start emulating. Let me ask you, what, what, what is it that mm -hmm. you're doing? 
you know, somebody who's willing to, um, you know, uh, share information, maybe even mentor mm-hmm. if you want to go mm-hmm. that way. Um, or somebody who's willing to ask me the same things. Um, I, I'm looking for somebody who's, uh, not saying that I'm not going to have a single best friend or anything like that, but you know, I, I, it's, it's just that, I, I guess that parallel of, of life and not necessarily life, but maybe life experiences yeah. also, um, you know, somebody who wants somebody who will understand you, who, who will understand yeah. me. I mean, I mean, I guess that's one of the biggest things is understanding, you know, you want them to uh, be on the same level mistakes. as you, like your playing field, uh, as far as where you are in life. Uh, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily a level playing field, but, and I'm not even going to say judgment because even with my best friends, I judge the shit out of them, but I'm still supportive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That there's no, there's no uh, leaving, you know, fleeing from a sinking ship or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, if you're having a bad time, hey, bro, I'm here. Uh, it's three o'clock in the morning and my, my phone sounds and then my wife is like, ¿Qué te está llamando? you know, I'm like, hey, it's my friend. It's important, obviously, because it's three o'clock in the morning. So I, I should pick up this yeah. phone. So, and, and I agree with you and, and, <clears throat> I agree with you. Um, also, for me, if I had to pull a word out, I would say trust, right? Uh, your friend has to be trustworthy. And you can obviously. get... Re- yeah, well, you say obviously, but there's a lot of deep... No, 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 but whatever. D- there's, a lot of, there's a lot of levels, mm-hmm. right, to trust, right? You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Because no, I could trust you with my car, but I can't trust you, you with... Know, yeah. With your you life know. of your children or, or yeah, I, to be I, an emergency just, contact. Thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, <laughs> listen I, I'm just thinking about an, an old 80s, 90s movie uh, with Charlie Sheen, which is Navy SEALs. Uh, and, and the one line, hey, man, you trust me with your life, but not your money or your wife. <laughs> it's a great, exactly. Great, that's a great movie and, and a great quote from the movie. It is. But like... Trust is usually a make or break element, right? In any relationship that you're in, any right? Relationship. And, you know, you can compromise a lot of areas of a relationship, but trust is usually the one that's like do or die, right? And in yep. those elements, you have like honesty, dependability, your loyalty. It's all bundled up into this. It's a trust. And it's really important, man. Like you got to have a level of trust with your friends. And I'm not just talking about like, if like leaving your friend alone with your wife or you, you know, or, or your girlfriend or something like that. You know, I'm talking about other levels of trust, like, you know, the dependability of your friend that if something were to happen in your life and you need some level of support, you have someone to talk to or someone to go to. And that could be, you can got, you've gotten sick or you're having a really shit day at work, um, if you need a pick-me-up or a motivational speak or you need to just run an idea by somebody that maybe you don't think it's stupid. Maybe you think the idea is not stupid, but you know somewhere and you have some type of doubt that you have it. Someone that you can talk to that will bring you back to reality or a friend that you can have a disagreement on, especially in the climate that we're living in now where about all about drawing a line in the sand you know regardless of whether you disagree with the person there's a little that that there's trust there that we can speak to each other openly 
without damaging our friendship. And, you know, I mean, we, you and I obviously don't agree on every single subject. I mean, we've even shown that on this podcast where we've gone um, head to head on topics that we don't agree with. But at the end of it, we're done. If we were sitting in the same room, we'd probably have a beer and laugh about it and, and whatnot. I'm sure down the road, we'll probably we'll sit down, re-listen to it and laugh together about it. Trust is probably the building block and the standing foundation for friendships. And it has a ton of layers and booby traps and puzzles. And it's, it's something that is really important that you have to work on that trust because trust is earned, right? Especially like you have a friendship that, you know, two decades, three decades long, you know, that trust is cemented. If I did something, Julian, to violate your trust now, that would sting. That would hurt, you know, because we've been friends for so long. You know, it's not like I just met you at a bar and you bought me a shot and we're, you know, we're friends, we're getting to know each other. You know, that that becomes more important as years go on. Yes, and definitely. And yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you that trust has uh, different layers and booby traps. They're uh, Machu Picchu. Um, I see it a little bit different. I think trust has different pillars. Is, is, is set up mm-hmm. of pillars and while you know if one falls they're, they're, they're still wavering but there's still some support but you, you definitely it's one of those things that once you lose the trust man that's, that, that's it um, the best way that I could I, I kind of equate it is anytime that you know when, when growing up in high school if I had my little high school girlfriend and we always broke and we broke up and that and one then, guy that went in and swooped no, in? No. <laughs> no, no. I never went okay. back. Even if they say, look, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. The reason is not that I didn't trust her, but it's one of those things that, okay, whatever the reason was why she broke up or why we broke up is always going to be looming in the background. True. It's the same way with trust. If you violate somebody's trust, you know, and you're like, all right, let's, okay, let's work through this. It's never going to be the same because that reason that whatever happened that you, that that broke that trust is always going to be looming now you know over time maybe you'll forgive and and all this stuff but you're always yeah. going to have that you made you made you made some really good points and you know it's i think friendship is it, it's a it's tricky and it's and it's delicate once you've made a friend and that relationship has grown especially over time it's a very important building block in your life and it's something it's it's a it's a start of what we've talked about a bunch of times about a support system having a strong support system because your support system you know can come from outside of your family and but it's important to have that foundation of trust built already with somebody and that friendship so that way you have someone to go to and it's you know and it's a two-way street, right? Because, you know, we talked about why men have a hard time talking about feelings or admitting friendships or talking about those type of relationships. But, you know, the onus can't just be on the other guy, right? As a friend and as a, as a man, Julian brought up a good point that nowadays we've gotten better about talking about our feelings, especially in the younger generation. You know, it's a little muddled in our in in our generation but you know 
I would, uh, my advice to you is don't be afraid to have those conversations with you and for, force your friend to be comfortable about being uncomfortable, right? If you have something that you want to talk about, talk to them, call them up, you know, let them know what's going on in your life. Cause honestly, you might not know what that response is going to be from them, right? I mean, they could blow you away with maybe some advice or how receptive they are, or maybe they'll just listen and, you know, not make, crack stupid jokes or inappropriate comments when you're telling the story and you know it's it's okay to try take the first step if you're if you if you have people that you consider your brother or your sister and these are people that you've had in your life in a long time but you have difficulties having these conversations with them about anything really you know if you want to make sure that they are there for you and they're your support system ask them, ask them how comfortable they are with certain things. Like I, I, I need to talk about this. Can I talk to you about it? You know, and you know, maybe they might be apprehensive at first, depending on the person, but maybe they'll step away and then come back and, and, and realize, look, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not being a good friend that I need to have these conversations with you. Or maybe you chip at it over a length of time. Like, Hey, are you ready to talk about this? You know, I, you know, I had, I had a couple of friends that were, or found it very difficult to have conversations um, that we've talked about on this podcast about depression and anxiety. And they called me up and were like, dude, I had no idea you were going through that. And then, you know, I already had talked about it and thousands of people have heard, have heard me talk about it. So I just like went into it and I was like, oh yeah, you know, like this is what happened. This is how I'm feeling. And I just, uh, you know, after a while, I'm like, damn, I'm doing all the talking. And I'm like, well, what, do you, what did, did something? And then, you know, I asked him, like, well, did, did, did something happen? Like, are, are you feeling okay? What's going on? And it took a little bit of coaxing and getting them to open up and have that conversation with me. But they reached out to me because I went through something that they went through, but they were embarrassed to talk about. So you just never know. You know, that's why, you know, we've, ta- we've said a bunch of times in this podcast that you should, if, with for those friends that you do have and that you consider true friends and great friends, just give them a call. Make sure they're doing all right. You know, you, especially times like this, you don't know. I mean, don't let that Instagram photo fool you. Sometimes people f- hide a lot behind a smile and a filter. I want everybody to think about something real quick. And I want you, Orlando, to think about this too. So there's a very old saying that says you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Mm-hmm. You've heard that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I want you to think about it this way. So if you have that friend that you've had for decades, you chose that friend. So we should stop. So that, 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 that saying just kind of talks about, hey, man, you know, my, my parents are being assholes, whatever. And you're like, man, you could choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, which is absolutely right. But now let's think about that now from an, a more adult, more evolved perspective. You're absolutely right. You cannot choose your family. But in some cases, you kind of can. And while we were talking about it, it was like marriage, you know, I mm-hmm, chose my mm-hmm. wife and things like that. But I chose my friends. And the ones that I do consider my best friends, 20 years later, some of them even 30 mm-hmm. years later, are still my friends. Absolutely. And that's a very powerful thing because I can choose to let go of them but they're still there for a reason 
Absolutely. Julian, you be, you're becoming more enlightened as episodes go on. I'm, I'm quite proud of you. I thank uh, you very I'm much. Like, I appreciate that. Like, touched my soul right there. You'd be dropping some like Confucius type shit on us, man. I like it. Anyway. I'm telling you. But uh, I'm not just a pretty face. Not today. Maybe not. And, and not tomorrow. <laughs> we appreciate all the feedback and, and all the listens and the love that we've been getting over the last few months for our podcast. Guys, please, if you like our podcast, please give us a subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. It helps us out a lot when you hit the subscribe button. You can continue to follow the Invincibly Broken crew at www.invinciblybroken.com. You can also follow us on social media. We, you can look up Invincibly Broken on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to follow me personally on Instagram, at Invincibly underscore Orlando. And if you'd like to follow me personally on Instagram, I'm also at invincibly underscore julian that's a wrap for this week's podcast of invincibly broken thank you for listening till next week good night